So, if Malcolm Gladwell says you can become an expert in 10,000 hours, what do you become after 1,000 hours? An amateur, an enthusiastic amateur. So is that what you're looking to achieve? With PUBG? Plus. Plus what? Was there more to this? Well, you bought something just now, right? Oh, my heart rate monitor? (laughs) Yes. Why? 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 So I can be more entertaining on the stream? I didn't realise this was a thing that Twitch streamers did until recently. I actually still haven't seen it on any PUBG streams, though I don't really watch that many PUBG streams. But I have seen it on, of all things, Super Mario speedruns. So I guess this must be quite a common thing, to show your heart rate while you stream. So I suppose if you're playing Super Mario Brothers and you're closing in on a world record run, then your heart rate's going to go up. And I'm thinking, in PUBG, when you get to that top 10, you can really feel like the adrenaline, like you can really feel like your heart pounding in your chest. So I was thinking, it might be quite funny to have my heart rate on the screen. Or also, for other times when you're like, la la la, I'm looting, and then bam, you know, sniper rifle bullet hits like next to your left ear, and you're like, oh my god. Instantly, 200 BPM. That'd be quite bad. Would it be bad? 200 sounds bad. 200 is quite high, it's true. That's like triple what... Your resting rate. I don't know what you think my resting rate is. Triple my resting rate is considerably higher. I'm very unhealthy. <laughs> my resting heart rate is like high 80s. It's actually quite it bad. It can't be. It is. It really is. No, when you're sleeping. Oh, I don't know what it is when I'm sleeping. I can't measure it when I'm asleep. I'm asleep. I'm only doing that because I have a Fitbit now. Oh, Otherwise, yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't know. Are you happy with your Fitbit? I have to be. My wife bought it for me. Oh. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> You're going to cut out this bit, just annoy me. Just so she <laughs> listens to the the negative reaction. Yeah, I, I believe in like having a quantified self. All that nonsense. You've bought the heart rate sensor, so you know what I mean. You have uh, scales that... What do your scales do, actually? Uh, they tell me when my cleaner has decided to come and clean my flat and stand on my scale. Because <laughs> she doesn't realise that they send all the results to my phone. <laughs> So my phone will buzz and be like, oh, Anne's come round. <laughs> I haven't told her because it's happened so many times now that it would be weird. <laughs> yeah, I actually bought the scales because they measured my heart rate. I was actually quite worried about my heart rate a couple of years ago because I was thinking, this really isn't healthy. But now I've just got used to it, so. That's not good. I was going to say, how, how's Anne doing? It, it only gives you your weight if you haven't registered yourself with a scale. So actually, Anne appears as unrecognised measurement. Oh, okay. So go on. What does um being an enthusiastic amateur mean then? Top 1,000? Actually, top 1,000 is really hard. Top 10,000? In which region? Uh, Any region will do. Any region will do. Whichever one's easiest. Solo, right? Yeah, solo. What do you want for this if you achieve this? A Twitch partnership? <laughs> I wonder how good you need to be to be in the top 10,000. I imagine it is actually quite good because, you know, you've got to have only 9,999 people better than you. It's actually quite hard. I think PUBG is actually quite competitive because a lot, a lot of people are playing it. There's lots of rubbish people playing it, but there's also lots of really good people playing it too. And I have difficulty like shooting at people. I'm just not good at it. Even with your new hardware. Yeah, I've bought so much stuff for PUBG actually. It's quite disturbing. I mean, I don't think you can claim that I bought the new PC to play PUBG because my PC was just broken. But I did buy a new mouse to play PUBG and now I've just bought this heart rate sensor. 
Although that's more for comedy purposes. You laid new cable. I did. You're right. I bought a new network cable because I realized my network cable was causing packet loss. And I think it was causing me to miss or at least randomly disconnect. So I bought a new network cable. I had to buy a new cable tidy floor run thing to put it under. I bought a new wired mouse because people were saying my mouse latency might be causing me to miss shots as well. And we think it may be. It's helped a lot. I was saying to you, yeah, I got this new mouse and now I'm a killing machine. Like on the first game after I got the new mouse, I got like seven kills. Okay, that is that is significantly better. It's significantly better than one kill and running away. It's like, oh, combat, run. It has been good for my long range game, but my shotgun skills have suffered. I miss a lot with the shotgun now. How often are you that close to anyone anyway? Very often, because I like to run up to their face and be like, hello, and then fire the shotgun. Have you killed anyone with a melee weapon? No, I have not successfully killed anyone with a melee weapon. I have tried. I, I got I got told off by my duo partner for running in with a pan at someone who had a gun. And I was like, but they were taunting me. They were just pointing the gun at my face and not firing and like sidling up to me. And I was like, I'm not putting up with this. And I picked up a pan and charged at them. And I died. But they deserved it. They deserved Nothing happened to them. (laughs) (laughs) They deserved to be panned in the face. I mean, they didn't get panned in the face, but yeah, he was like, why did you do that? They had a gun. You should have run away. It's like, he was taunting me, man. He was taunting me. I couldn't put up with that. Imagine if you did, if you did pan him in the face though, <laughs> like clong, and it'd be like, yeah, get panned, mate. That'd be a video. So what, what are you going to do? Are you going to document it in any way? Are you sending any commitment to that? Yeah, you were saying Malcolm Gladwell, the ten thousand hours, and that guy who decided he was going to become a master at golf and document his journey. Yes, and I am going to not bother doing this. Are you serious? Come on, man. Why not? Why not? You should document everything you do. I am streaming it, so I am documenting it in a sense. You should track your leaderboard position at least. Well, the leaderboard gets reset every month at the moment, so it's kind of moot. But at least you know where you're trending. Because once you hit the leaderboard that never resets, then you perform. Uh, I think they will reset it regularly anyway, so... They'll have seasons, I guess. Yeah, they'll have seasons. We shall see, we shall see. You never know, PUBG might burn to the ground tomorrow. I mean, it's very hit and miss on the community. It won't. Has it do something spectacularly offensive? Spectacularly offensive, eh? Yeah. It's going to be, for 100 USD, you can start with a sniper rifle. Did you have any other pre-chat topics? No, it's all about spending. Spending? Spending money. Spending money on what? Bought some new headphones. You bought some new headphones that cost... I bought two sets of new headphones. I bought... Oh, these are new? No, not these ones. Yeah, that's what I thought. Not these ones. I'm pretty sure say. I've seen those before. You, you don't listen to, to music when you work. I do when I'm coding. I'm just very rarely coding these days. You're too busy shouting I'm, at people. I'm too busy shouting at people and telling them they're wrong or being told that I'm wrong and having to put up a good defense by a good offense. Do you like looking into people's eyes as you crush them over VC? <laughs> No, because you just look ridiculous because then you're not looking at the camera. <laughs> and you just look like you're looking. You, so you made the effort to look into the camera when you're on VC? I will put on the self view to make sure that I'm not doing something ridiculous because I forgot I'm on a VC. Yeah, just like picking your nose. Stop picking my nose, like slouching. I just like, I have found myself before just like sliding down the chair slowly to the floor and then being like, oh wait, I'm on a VC, I better sit up and look dynamic. Look dynamic and energetic. Put your hand pensively on your chin. I think only 
with VC have I noticed how slitty my eyes are. Prior to that, I didn't know. I don't know if I can say this. Just have to I don't know if you can say this either. I'm like, you what? <laughs> but this is me. I'm saying about stuff that's for me. This is, this is like, who's allowed to use the N-word? You know, ninja. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Ting. Ting. And this is the... Was that Ting Ting? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's just Ting. So this this episode is the 51st episode. Yeah, it was meant to be the special 50th episode, and then I realised that actually it was the 51st. Never mind. Then you keep referring to the 51st state. I don't know why. I don't know what... Well, in my head, just the number 51, that's just what I associate it with. That movie, The 51st State, with Samuel L. Jackson. I don't know why I remember it so much, because it was a terrible film. It was ridiculous. It was definitely ridiculous. But that's quite fitting to your character. Really? Yes. Really? There'll come a day where you turn up in a kilt and play golf. (laughs) I'm going to show up on Dress Down Friday dressed in a kilt. And is the drug some sort of... At what stage... is are laxatives involved in this film? I think so. I don't remember. I mean, then we have to say spoilers for 51st Day. I do have some vague recollections of certain events in the movie. I would just say it was kind of dumb. It was very dumb. But, you know, you associate certain numbers with certain things. So that's what I associate the number 51 with. Give me something else that you associate with a number. Well, originally it was going to be like 50, 5 like Hawaii 5 or something. But now it's 51, so I guess it's the 51st app. It's interesting how your brain works. It's interesting how my brain works. Okay. You don't have this? It's not as strong. I wouldn't have given you Hawaii 5 No? No. I don't even know what Hawaii 5 is, to be honest. I just know the name. So for the oh-so-special 51st episode... What have we done? We've got a list of questions. What did you say about this? A Q&A show for people who have no friends or listeners. <laughs> to be fair, we didn't actually ask anyone for questions. So the fact we didn't get any is acceptable. <laughs> we did get a request for a video podcast, but we didn't have the foresight or planning to actually set up a camera to show us recording this in a cupboard. Admittedly, a very big cupboard. Technically a bedroom, but I'm just using it as a cupboard. What standards you must have? <laughs> Shit, giving too much away here. So we have a list of questions. Does this qualify as on Twitch? What do they have? What What's the channel for real life or... IRL. Ch- or chat show? Yeah, Talk IRL. But they're the same then. Oh, there might be a podcast. In the list of games you, yeah. you can pick, there's definitely IRL, which is just stuff. I thought that's like people eating. Yeah. There might be a separate one for recording a podcast or something. What, do you want to stream this? Next time. Next time. Okay. And you can see the ludicrous us. You'll be able to see inside my cupboard. You'll be able to see my dubious collection of clothes. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Are you concerned? Are you worried about the par- paraphernalia you've got? <laughs> no, it's just kind of dull. You, you'll be able to see my mountain of boxes. Because for some reason I don't like to throw any boxes away. It's nothing dodgy there. No, it's just game controllers and podcast microphones. How disappointing. So, we have a number of questions. That we are going to randomly select. Which is a great idea. I thought if we went through them it might get quite boring. 
because then we then we build up an expectation, or at least from my side. You don't, you know, you know, you don't like to be prepared. It's different for you. <laughs> you don't like to be prepared. You like to just wing it. Yeah, I've done no prep for this at all. I didn't write these questions either. You just were like, I came up with some questions. Like, all right, whatever. I'll I'll read them on the day. Don't blame the questions, by the way. <laughs> don't blame the questions. Don't I'll blame like, the questions. I'll be like, what is this thing? What idiot came up with this question? <laughs> so, random selection by means of JavaScript function, <laughs> and not by dice, as you correctly pointed out. If I have five six-sided dice, it's not an even distribution. Didn't think of that. After you said it, it was kind of obvious. Never mind. So, shall we just do as many as we can in one hour? Yeah, let's just do... We don't have to do all of them. But, one rule. You must answer every question. Even if it's a non-answer, you must... I don't want to end up being like, oh, can't be asked to answer this one. And then we just go through the whole thing, not answering anything. Okay. So okay. even if you can't ask a question, you will, you will be like a politician. And you will divert into another story. I don't care. Okay. No matter how tenuous the link, you are allowed that. But you can't just be lazy and say, this one's tricky, no attempt. D- do you have to answer any questions? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come in. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. So we're both <laughs> going to answer the question, right? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's... Okay. So this is real advice to you too, right? Yes. Okay. So if there's a question that's like, why is Ting's face so stupid? You'll, you'll have to answer. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you my whole childhood. <laughs> you know, there's a reason for it. Okay. All right. So actually, push the button. Please. Five. Which game has Mike been most addicted to, and to what lengths did he go to to maintain the addiction? PUBG. <laughs> does that count? Yeah, it does. I'm just actually thinking, this is quite an interesting question, because at the moment it's certainly PUBG. I don't know if that's the absolute answer overall. What have I played the most of? I mean, PUBG is the most I've played on Steam. But in absolute terms, I've probably played more... PUBG is currently at 126 hours as we record this podcast. There are definitely games that I've played hundreds of hours of. Probably World of Warcraft... Destiny, quite horrifyingly. I imagine Minecraft, I must have put an extremely large amount of time into. But which one do you look back and think, wow, I did some weird stuff to keep playing this? Or at its peak, you can see it as a low, if you know what I mean. I mean, World of Warcraft is probably the most dangerous one, or the one that had the most impact on my life, because I ended up in this raiding guild and we were quite a serious raiding guild. Like, I think we were number two on the server, or we were certainly the number two alliance guild. How many on the server, though? Mm, dozens of guilds. Hundreds of guilds, maybe even. Maybe not that many serious raiding guilds. I don't know. I mean, it, there's probably more guilds that raid nowadays because it's easier to find a group because there's tools for it now. But back in the day, you could type in your server name and there were sites that used to rate all the guilds on the server by looking at the gear of all their members because... Your character is like public information on WoW. You can just type in a character's name and it'll show you all their equipment. I think we were the number two Alliance Guild behind Eternus. What was your name? Uh, we were Pentaveret. And the top guild on the server, I think, was a horde guild called Monsters Inc. But anyway, the raid started at 7pm and would go on until about 10.30 or 11. And I think we raided... Basically every night, except Thursdays and Sundays. And so I would 
be at work. You know, I was working similar jobs to now, kind of, really. But I would be like, oh, sorry, I've got to go. And I would just, like, hustle out the office at six something in order to get home to be online and ready for the start of raiding. And then I would just do the raid until, like, 10, 30 or 11. And then I would eat after that. So my entire life for probably the best part of a year was just doing this all the time. And, like, you know, I didn't always get into the raid every night because it kind of depended on what they needed and who else was online and stuff. But, yeah, I was in a hardcore, wow, raiding guild. And I was quite concerned about the impact it was having on my life. (laughs) But it was just so much fun. And then the worst part of it is that after you get to a certain point in this sort of thing, you feel like you're letting other people down because, you know, they need... Well, I was a mage... So, you know, they needed mages to crowd control certain mobs or they needed your particular skills for certain bosses and stuff. So it's like, oh, if I don't show up, they can't kill this boss or they'll have to deal with this substandard other mage. Yeah, that's probably the one that's had the most detrimental impact on my life. Sounds like you could do with it now. I could do with it now. I've got PUBG now, man. PUBG's healthy. Call up some friends, go and troll other people on the internet. I was saying I need to re-enable my global push at all just so I can <laughs> trash talk people as I shoot them. This is so bad. I don't know what's happened to me. <laughs> I asked this question in a year's time. I was like, yeah, so PUBG was a really dark time in my life. <laughs> it's not got bad yet. Wait till you ne- do enable that. <laughs> all right. And you? So what we used to do, we had the, the Total War Championship, me and the friend called Itor, I can just call him Itor. So what I'd do is I'd lug my PC over on a Friday night, one Friday night a week. We'd have dinner and then we'd start. And it was a best of, he'll probably correct me because I'll get it wrong. It's like a best of five affair. But these battles last 45 minutes to an hour. And have you played any Total War? Nope. So it's just a lot of manoeuvring blocks of men around. But it that's all you're doing. You're just trying to I each, is that right? You're trying to taunt each other into attacking, right? Like yeah. goad each other into attacking. Exactly. And you can do that for a long time. But if you, if you think about it, it's 45 minutes to an hour to run the battle. And then there's always, we had this like crazy process of selecting factions. It was like how we, you select the Dota team. There was a, a long and convoluted process to make sure we didn't select the same things twice. We didn't capitalize on repeatedly picking the same factions. So this thing would we would go until like if it was a worst case for like three AM, four AM. And then I would lug my PC back home at five in the morning. It was all a bit weird. Where did you live? How did you do this? Oh we I lived on we lived on the same street. Oh, okay. But it was in London. You're just gonna get mugged one day with your PC. I'm shocked that you survived this long. We did this for over two years. So there was like the first phase of the championship I won. And obviously because I won we had to have a another season. Yeah, I used to wake up on a Saturday thinking, what the hell did I do on my Friday night? But looking back, we could have done so much with it. Because we, we took the effort to analyse the battles, watch the replays. We could have documented it. Because you, you know I love documenting stuff. Could have put it onto a website. We could have done YouTube with Total War. Yeah, you totally could have done this. So he had a projector and he had like a white, like a, a laser pointer. <laughs> what? This sounds really serious now. This <laughs> yes. sounds really serious. You know, so when the battle turns, he'll say, like, this was the moment. You lost it all, Ting. Amazing. Yes. 
I almost feel like we should do this, except that I have no idea how to play Total War. But you know how to play PUBG. I know how to play PUBG. <laughs> yeah, we we'll... just need projecting a laser pointer. <laughs> It'll be pointing out, it's like, and this is the moment where I told him he sucked and shot him in the face with a shotgun. <laughs> Can you hear him crying? <laughs> okay, okay. Next question. Yes, please. 23. If someone says, tell me a joke, what's the first joke you tell them? There's, <laughs> there's a really, really long joke, but I'm not going to tell it because it would actually take an hour. So <laughs> the backup joke is, why do ducks have webbed feet? I don't know. To stamp out fires. Why do elephants have round feet? I don't know. To stamp out burning ducks. <laughs> Ta-da! Sorry. <laughs> okay, what's yours? I think this one's so weird it's been turned into a meme. Okay. So why did the plane crash? I don't know. Because the pilot was a tomato? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand this. I don't understand this at all. <laughs> I hope this is actually just meant to be absurdist humour and not that tomato is some actual racial slur and now we're just doing <laughs> really offensive. <laughs> Because I'm just imagining a literal tomato, to be clear. Wow, okay. Just had to double check, maybe you're right, but I think we're okay. <laughs> I think we're okay. So long, as long as we just define the reason we're laughing. Okay, next question. Yes. Six. This is a kind of serious one. Relatively. What does Mike think of narrative-driven action adventure games and their high body counts? What? Is this really saying, do too many people get killed in Uncharted? Or Tomb Raider? I've not really played either. I guess I played Uncharted 2. What other games have crazy high oh, no, body wait. counts? Uncharted 3. Most games have crazy high body counts. Oh, there there you go. Red Dead Redemption had, what, <laughs> 900-something each, wasn't it? He's a cowboy. I, I feel that's <laughs> He's a cowboy. Ju- that's fine. They do it all the time. It is funny because... In these games, you are just mowing down dozens and dozens of people, but then a storyline character will get shot, and suddenly you're like, oh no, they got shot. This is all so serious. It's like, dude, we just killed a hundred people. We just crashed an ocean liner into a ferry port. What gives, man? Hollywood has just desensitized us to this. Hollywood doesn't do it. Hollywood does this sort of thing all the time. Let's take a film that you would not think of having a high body count. Star Trek. Star Trek Into Darkness, the one where Khan and all that. But Khan was in it, so that it did have a high body count, and he blew up the Academy, or yeah, tried to. he blew up the freaking Academy. They crash a freaking starship into the freaking capital city of whatever. They, like, mow down, like, five skyscrapers, and the starship's probably got, like, a few hundred people on it as well. This sort of thing happens all the time. Hollywood is more self-aware. Let me look at Avengers. Look at Avengers. In Avengers... In all the close-up scenes, people all just miraculously get out of the way. You know, everyone's just like, oh, lucky that building didn't fall on me. I managed to just roll out of the way just in time. Although, actually, if you look in the background, they just blew up a freaking skyscraper. There were people in that building. But they get burned for it, right? They get burned for like it? Like the Avengers program, you know, they have to take, take a hit. Yeah, only after they crash a freaking city into the ground. Anyway, what was the actual question? <laughs> the disconnect. And what do you think? Like Bioshock and Infinite. 
there's just computer games, man. But cinema's the same. There are characters that are human-shaped, but you're not encouraged to think of them as being people. They are just things to shoot at. But the actual characters who are humanized, you're like, oh no, they got shot, you know, because they're important. They're like real people. Cinema's the same. Not necessarily. You have romantic comedies. You have rom-coms. It's like, well, the body count in my big fat Greek wedding, the emotional damage, man, it's just as serious. Mamma Mia, Pierce Brosnan singing, I'm never going to recover. Why? Why did you watch it? I didn't really watch it. (laughs) I just heard of it. But it's changing. I mean, we have things like Gone Home now and Tacoma. Yeah, I mean, those are totally different. But that's not an action-adventure game. That's yeah. a walking simulator. Enjoy, you know, tenuous link like, and all that. Zing. I did enjoy them. Actually, I've only, I haven't played Tacoma. I did enjoy Gone Home. I thought it was good. Okay, it's given me seven. I'm just going to roll again because it's ridiculous. 21. What's wrong with seven? All right, seven. Then we'll do 21. What's better, sandbox or linear? They're both good, man. They're both good in different ways. I really like Minecraft. I really liked Undertale. I think the problem here is I've I've just I've been suckered into like gaming debates and the fact we know there has to be one or the other. Really? Yeah. Okay. So which one is it, Ting? It doesn't matter. Both. Both. Well, you can't have my answer too. So wise though. You're so wise with that answer. It's like AMD or NVIDIA. You can have both. <laughs> you can have... No, you can't. You can't have both. Don't be ridiculous. Well, actually, in DirectX 12, you can. Yeah, okay, fine. Nothing to say. What's your favourite sandbox game? GTA 5. Oh, okay, fine. I'll accept that. What's your favourite linear game? Uncharted 2. Oh, fine. <laughs> fine, you've got an answer for everything. I'm learning from the best. Number 21. This is This is frustrating for me, but probably good for you. Which YouTube channel is great to binge? Oh, man. There's so many. There's so many that I've just like... You know what? I have been binging on recently two YouTube channels. This is really weird out of character. Well, the first one is kind of understandable. And the second one is just really, really out of left field. So, the first one that I've really enjoyed binging on. Binging with Babish. It's a cooking show. (laughs) This guy, I think his name is Babish just makes food from TV shows or indeed video games now, most recently. He did one on Zelda, like oh. Breath of the Wild. And he cooks a mushroom risotto in like a big walk outdoors, just like in Zelda. But he's not usually doing that. Usually he'll be like making something from a TV show, like he makes the soup Nazi soup from Seinfeld or he makes the moist maker sandwich from Friends. It's really stylized. It's like a close-up of just like his hands on the worktops. You never see his face. He's got like a, a very low, he's got a good radio voice and amazing cross-sections of delicious looking food at the end. So that's one. And the other one that's really random, cocktail chemistry, which is basically the same thing, but making cocktails instead. I don't even drink. Why am I watching this? But it's somehow really mesmerising and they just don't look so delicious. I'm like, oh, wow, I really want to drink that cocktail. No, I don't. I don't drink. Close up of hands again. Yeah, it's exactly the same kind of shot. It's on like a wooden bar top. He's making these complicated cocktails. They all look really good. They sound delicious. So they're both cooking based for some reason. 
Were you expecting a game-related one? I was. Slightly disappointed. I quite like... Well, actually, I don't really binge these, though. I mean, who am I watching on YouTube as well now? Regularly, I guess I watch Carl Sagan 42, who is a Mario Maker streamer, but he also puts the videos up on YouTube. He's just really funny and very entertaining. And Northern Lion, who mostly just plays The Binding of Isaac, but most recently has been playing PUBG and has well, just a whole bunch of ridiculous catchphrases. Well, he's playing with a squad, the same four people, and it's just like going, let's go, and his squad just chime in together, let's go, let's go, and they're all just wearing the same clothes, like they all wear like red tops, and just like run in together, and die, and have banter about who should get the scope. There was a ridiculous conversation on one app where they're like, I was playing with a different team, and I didn't understand what they're talking about at first, because he said, oh, I found a four-time scope, and I was like, what's a four-time scope? It's like, and then I realized he meant a four banger. Oh, a four banger. Why do you call it a four time scope? Who calls it that? It's like, I know, right? Uh, except with all Canadian accents, which I'm not even going to attempt to do. Sorry. Do you even watch YouTube? When I don't have any self-control. Is that often with you? I, I've, been, I've gone through phases. Binge watching means how many hours or minutes to you? More than an hour, certainly. So binge watching for me is like half an hour. I'm doing quite bad at that stage. So I buy watch a lot of honest game trailers. So I can burn through its the whole like history of honest game trailers. And I'll rewatch stuff as well. I think because of the length, I don't feel guilty. This is the problem, because I will often think, Oh, I don't want to play another game of PUBG, or I don't want to watch this TV show because it's an hour and I can't, you know, I don't want to give up an hour. But then I'll be like, Oh, this YouTube video is ten minutes long. I can watch that. And then 10 of those later, oh, you know what? You've just used up 100 minutes. Yes. I think the reason that I've been binging on cooking shows is because I've binged all the computer game-related content already. I was thinking, oh, I've watched all the Zero Punctuation. You know, there's nothing to binge on anymore. I've just seen them all. I've watched all the PlayStation Access videos. Really? All the PlayStation Access? Well, no, all the Friday features with the Rob guy who's very entertaining. And all of the, oh, geez, what do they call it? Outside Xbox? All of them too. Ridiculous. Very funny. But I can't binge them because I've seen them all now. Next question. Twenty-five. What's the scariest film you've seen? And one which didn't resort to cheap scares? I'm trying to think if there's anything better than The Ring. Because I watched The Ring and I really liked The Ring and was kind of freaked out. How did you watch The Ring? I had heard about it from a cousin who was talking about the Japanese one and then they made the American remake and that's actually the one that I saw first I just thought it was really good I thought it was really clever the American remake yeah the American remake of The Ring is actually quite good and I just yeah I really enjoyed it and then I watched the Japanese one and I think I actually still prefer the American one more maybe because culturally it was more you know I had a better connection to it than the Japanese one and then I watched The Ring 2, the American The Ring 2, and it was garbage. It was so bad, it made me actually think, wow, I'm embarrassed for liking the first one now. You should say garbage just like that as a taunt, please. I, you know what? I've been using this so much. I, the funny thing about editing a podcast is you get to hear yourself talking a lot, and then you start to notice when you're using the same words over and over again. And I can tell you that 
my vocabulary has changed, as I've noticed. Wow, I say that word a lot. I should really stop doing that. In the past month, I have used the words garbage and trash a lot. I don't know what's happened. But that aside, I don't think there's anything better than that. It's not a cheap scare kind of film. It's more the psychological dread of it. You know, how does the tape work? What is the tape? How do you break the curse? I'm trying to think if there's anything scarier than that, but if there is anything scarier than that, I think I've actually erased it from my memory because it was too scary. <laughs> do you watch horror films? Yes. I find horror films with kids very scary because they're kids. So there's this Hong Kong film where I think it's similar to an, a Western film. So it's, it's a couple, they adopt a child. But what happens, it's the child isn't a child, it's an adult. You know, this must have been a... I've seen a Western film just like this. Yeah, I've not seen that one. The Orphan? Yeah, yeah. And they adopt, like, what's allegedly a 12-year-old girl, but it's actually, like, a 30- or 40-year-old woman with a hormone deficiency. Yes. Yeah. And then the boy goes on to kill the man's wife for doing some... I don't know what was the reason for it, but the boy does to get revenge and obviously he's he's bulletproof and that messes me up and there's another film called hide and seek have you seen that no so i think it's de niro oh sorry sorry anyone who's telling me like you've totally forgotten the plot of this film so what i think is de niro is hallucinating and he's he's either bipolar or he's not and it's the daughter who's suffering as a result but what comes out at the end is maybe the daughter's the one who's got issues and not the father I should not have kids, because I may end up like... But you're having a kid. You're having a kid, like, next week. Yeah. <laughs> have you thought this through, Ting? <laughs> had you forgotten that as you were making that statement? And the other one is for cheap scares. 13 Ghosts. I found 13 Ghosts really scary. Not seen it either. I think it's the supernatural stuff I can't handle. Yeah, supernatural stuff is freaky. It's like, the world doesn't make sense. Yeah, but serial killers, I'll take them any day. I guess I haven't seen that many scary films, you know. I think I've missed out lots of big ones. Like, I haven't seen Saw. I haven't seen The Grudge or Juwan, which is the original version of The Grudge, for example. Have you seen things like Kevin in the Woods, Babadook? Nope. nope. Conjuring? Nope. You know, they're the good ones. You know, most horror films are bad. Paranormal Activity is a popular one. I don't know if it's any good. I haven't seen it. Well, you're not alone. Let's yeah. move on. All right. So. Thirty. If authors covered novels like musicians covered songs, which covered novel would you be most excited to read? Maybe we should do two for you. We should do one where it's like very niche and then maybe you should try and do one that's more mainstream. For me, not for anyone else. Just thinking, I don't really know how this works. Like, does an author have a style? Like, how are we, how are we covering this? Or is it that they're retelling the story the way they would tell one of their books? But then, I don't think I read particular authors for the... I read a lot of sci-fi and fantasy. I mostly read sci-fi, to be honest. And I'm mostly reading it not because of their writing style, but because of, like, the concepts they come up with. So, I don't know how that would work in the sense of covering another story so we're, we're picking 
an author to cover a book by another author. Like, for instance, like Dan Brown has a style, but not everyone does. Well, I guess every author probably does have a style. It's just whether you can really pick up on it or not. I mean, the thing is, you know, if you pick one sci-fi author to cover another sci-fi author, it's kind of boring. Yes. I'm trying to think <laughs> I'm trying to think of other authors I've read that I enjoyed. You know what, actually? You know what I would like? I would like a hard sci-fi author to cover the Harry Potter series. I would like Stephen Baxter to cover Harry Potter. Because that would be... That would probably be quite dark, man. Because Stephen Baxter is all about, like, really quite hard sci-fi and the horrific consequences of... When I say horrific consequences, but the interesting consequences of certain things. Like time travel and quantum mechanics and stuff. But his books are almost magical already because like they eventually start dealing with technology that's so advanced that it's essentially magic so it it might fit quite well but you know the consequences of like ai and living forever and things like that he he deals with them so maybe stephen baxter covering harry potter from a hard sci-fi kind of point of view yeah from young adult to adult you got one i don't know i was gonna like do something dumb like jane austen cross jurassic park but that's, but that's just totally just, they're just two random things smashed together. Well, you know, there's... Because Jane Austen can't do anything with dinosaurs. <laughs> well, there was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. Have you read that? No. Jane Austen doing Harry Potter was actually what I was going to go for originally. But you really said Harry Potter. Sorry. Sorry. Because there's a lot of classism in that, in Harry Potter. There is a lot of classism in Harry Potter. You're but right. Jane will dial up to 10. That'd be quite nice. Yeah, who writes really dystopian and depressing stuff? Margaret Atwood. Margaret Atwood, in the style of The Handmaid's Tale, covering Harry Potter. That would be interesting. Or then we could do Bond, Fleming. Ian Fleming. Yeah. He could do Harry Potter as well. A misogynist. (laughs) Misogynist (laughs) Harry Potter. Harry using his wand to... Okay. Right. Anyway, next question. Please. One. <laughs> what does Mike think of difficulty levels? And what's his preference? I just play on medium. I just play on the default setting. Why? Because hard mode, who's got time for that? And easy mode, feels like cheating. Yeah, too much guilt. What if normal's too hard? What if normal's too hard? Then get good, man. Good. Okay, fine. We We are in total alignment there for once. <laughs> well, that was, that was easy. Four. What's Mike's favourite game score? As in musical score. Or you can joke, yeah. 9,000. You know what? I do actually listen to game music quite a lot. I have actually had computer game soundtracks on my phone and just listen to them while coding. I think they just generally work quite well for like coding music. I really, really like the Undertale soundtrack. I really like... Undertale. I mean, that's obviously what I've been listening to recently. Have you ever played To The Moon or heard of To The Moon? It's like a really indie game. It's barely a game. It's an amazing soundtrack. I'm trying to think there's anything else. Terraria? But it's a little bit too distracting to listen to too often. It's very bubbly. Portal? Oh, man. I really love... The songs at the end of Portal. There's obviously still alive, but Want You Gone? Want You Gone, I listened to so many times. I just had that on repeat at one point. It was terrible. 
don't really care for the rest of the soundtrack, to be honest. I found the rest of the portal music kind of... I don't know. I mean, it worked really well for the game, but I just didn't like listening to it in isolation. But I really liked Want You Gone. You got any favourites? You don't listen to the game music, apart from the wreck of the serendipity. Sorry, I'm just going to hold that over you forever now. So, did you hear about Video Games Live? Yeah, I've been to Video Games Live. You've been, really? I've been You've to Video Games Live. You've kept this one quiet. <laughs> yeah, did you not know that? When? I mean, it must have been a long time ago, because it's when I was still living in London. Has it been going on for a long time? I, I don't know when the first one was. But yeah, I, I went to it in London. It feels like it was like 10 years ago. I wanted to go. So it's, as I understand it, it's game scores played at, by an orchestra, right? Hmm. So there have been albums. So I listen to like greatest hits, you know, various artists, various soundtracks. I don't listen to one. You know, but there, there are highlights. There's Uncharted theme. There's, oh, the COD theme, which I really like. Okay. Halo is really good. Yeah, Halo is good. The Metal Gear theme is really good. Mm. A Monkey Island, obviously. And Zelda. Yeah, Zelda. I just think I forgot about the Final Fantasy games. I actually went to a Final Fantasy concert as well, where they actually played the Final Fantasy soundtrack with a live orchestra. I, I actually went to that in Hong Kong. All these weird random things I went to. Do they play the video in the background? or? Yeah, the, yeah, they play video in the background. When I went to video games live, the only one that really sticks in my head that they played was Baba Yetu from Civ Five. Do you remember that? Have you played Civ Five? You okay? You, you'd remember it if you played it. It's the title screen music. It's really like uplifting and just amazing. And they had like a live choir, like singing. And then the Final Fantasy one. I, I think they played One Winged Angel and stuff again, like classic Final Fantasy. Mostly just because it's so surprising when it first comes on. It's in Final Fantasy VII. It's at the end of the game. Final Fantasy VII must be, what, like 20 years old or something by this point. So it's it's fine. It's it's barely a spoiler. When you do the final boss, instead of it just being an orchestral track, it's actually like got people chanting and singing. It's just like, whoa, what? They can do this now? Because it's obviously CD quality audio. Really surprising the first time you hear it. Anyway, next question. 28. <laughs> what? What is this? Well, oh, gosh. What was something you saw that you definitely weren't supposed to? <laughs> what? Take your time. You know, literally nothing is springing to mind, but at the same time, I'm sure that I've seen something that I wasn't supposed to see, but I literally cannot think of anything right now, which is probably because it was so traumatic that I erased it. That's not allowed. Do you have one? I wonder if the internet showed me something I wish I didn't see. Oh, that's boring. That's like Goatsy or something. Everyone's seen Goatsy. You're meant to see Goatsy. And then, you know, there's stuff you see as a child which you weren't supposed to see. I should say something because that's the point of this. It's like when you look down another boy's mum, you know, because, you know, (laughs) you know where I'm going. I don't understand why they have to wear such loose tops as an adult. (laughs) What, they're just swinging around in the wind? Yeah. That's an obvious one. I'm really drawing a blank here. Something you saw that you were definitely not meant to see. You don't have to be honest. You don't have to be honest? You can lie. Well, there was a one time I saw Bigfoot (laughs) while they were filming the fake moon landing. And they were like, Keep your eye on the fake moon landing. Pay no attention to the Sasquatch. 
I don't know. I feel like we should have a serious one, but I can't think of one. Sorry, this is really disappointing. That's a really good one. I'll take that. <laughs> you'll, take, you'll take my fake one. Yeah. I've got to roll the JavaScript function. 29. <laughs> Who wrote this JavaScript? <laughs> this one's a tricky one. This was really on the list of maybes. What are the best free online certificates that you can complete that will look good on your resume? This is so out of left field. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Business Tips Podcast? Business Tips with Ting and Mike. Get ahead in the corporate world with our hot business tips. <laughs> You're making a face. I don't know. I, I actually have done a whole bunch of Coursera courses. And they do give you a free online certificate for completing the course that you can show. Do you have it on your resume? I did put them on my resume. I did probabilistic graphical models. I did algorithm design. I did machine learning and AI. Did cryptography. Do you have to submit coursework? You did have to submit coursework. Well, it, you had to do exercises and submit them to an automatic grader. So you had to write code. Well, all the courses are different. Sometimes for some of the courses, I guess you have to write stuff in and send it to be marked or you have to mark other students' work and stuff and they're just kind of hoping it all works out in the end. I mean, it sounds like trash use that word again but for the more technical oriented courses which are the ones i was doing you essentially had to write code and they would just submit it to a battery of automated tests so you would send them your code and they'd run it or you would run your code on your machine through an autograder and it would submit a load of inputs to your code that you hadn't been able to test with previously and check the outputs to see if your code was right or even more simply they would give you some horrendous, you know, like megabytes large file of input data and you'd have to run it through your neural net or something and then like type in the answer at the end. You know, so like the answer would be like a number, but they'd give you like some massive file that you have to decrypt using your cryptography skills or something and then type in the secret key that you decoded from this massive file or something. So there was coursework. You answered seriously. Yeah, why, what did you expect? Well, that puts me in a bind. Like, this certifies that your schlong is this long. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know where you were going with this. Well, imagine if you could get a certificate for that. <laughs> you, you can be ordained as a priest over the internet. Does that count? The, 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 the most annoying thing is the word is here is best. It has to be the best free online. So if I associate... Being ordained as a priest is the best thing you could do online. Well, after time, I counted to that. What is the best church to ordain you? You know, you, you have to narrow down the question. Doesn't that just mean I've just aligned myself to the church? No, I'm not. I was just giving you an example. You don't have to, spe- <laughs> have to answer a specific instance. If I looked at it, a resume, what, what would I care about? If you could make killer cocktails. Yeah, how many YouTube subscribers? You don't get a certificate for that, though. Well, I guess you get the play button. The silver or gold or platinum play button. Is there a platinum one? Don't know. Didn't PewDiePie get, like, a ruby gigantic fist? Fist play button? Yeah, it was like a three-dimensional, like, gigantic, like, trophy. Because he's got, like, a bajillion subscribers. Yes, that's the best free online certificate you get then you wouldn't need a resume at that stage. Yeah, you'd have people applying to you. Yeah. Actually, I want to say the best free online certificate you could get is one from Sir Michael. <laughs> That's right. For only $1,000, US dollars, 
you too can have an endorsement from Sir Michael. <laughs> I endorse this person is a fool who is easily parted with their money. <laughs> Please employ. <laughs> Next question. 18. I had two joke questions here, and they're actually the same. <laughs> is there a short, clean joke that gets you every time? Why did the boy fall off the swing? Don't know. Because he had no arms. I, I, you know, I don't mind those ones, actually. Because I think dumb jokes are funnier. They really appeal to me. You know, there's the anti-joke. The anti-jokes are the ones that I like. What's the anti-joke? No, the, the ones that aren't really jokes. They're just absurd. What? Although, well, a boy with no arms is quite... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... Is that clean? I don't know. A man walks into a bar. Ouch. No, don't. No, that's just... Well, come on. We're better than that. <laughs> that's short and clean. But it's the same with the, as a club as well. Was that a man walks into a club? <laughs> yeah. Ouch. A horse walks into a bar. The barman says, why the long face? The horse says, I'm a horse. Jeez, I'm so triggered by this, you insensitive jerk. <laughs> that wasn't a joke, by the way. Okay, anyway. Um, I have some bad news. Last one. Last one. Okay. Eight. Oh, this is quite a fitting one for game podcast. What's Mike's favourite game of the last decade? Oh, no, of the last decade. 2008 onwards. Inclusive. What the hell has come out in the last decade? Where, where would you have been in the year 2008? I'd have just been starting my second job. Think back then. That's, that's what the time range you're working with. It's probably got to be Minecraft. I mean, Minecraft is the only game from then that I'm probably still playing now and find fresh and new and exciting every time. Did you troll people when you played Minecraft? Yes. <laughs> I think that's why. Oh, yeah. Back in the day when Minecraft was new and we were playing just even vanilla Minecraft, we had a server. So there are there a bunch of people I used to play at Battlefield Bad Company 2. That's the game we used to play the most. But they had a Minecraft server as well. And I still remember seeing online how to make basically a landmine in Minecraft. Like a landmine combined with like a pitfall trap and just sprinkling these around <laughs> in interesting places like you know interesting viewpoints or building a big tower that I had excavated the bottom of and at the very top I'd built one of these traps and so they'd be like oh I'm gonna climb to the top of this tower and get an amazing view and they'd step on the top of the tower and immediately fall to their doom <laughs> and then explode <laughs> Having said that, I wasn't the only troll. I remember there was another guy who... It was just so tacky and tasteless. He had admin rights in the server, and he just built himself a diamond house. Who does that? That's so crass. So they decided to teach him a lesson, and he had a switch in his house that would automatically open a door, leading to his own personal mine. Why did he have a mine? He just built a freaking diamond house. Anyway, they then excavated underneath his house and replaced the whole basement with dynamite and connected it to the switch that opened his door. <laughs> and then the funniest thing is, while they were trying to lay the trap, they accidentally set it off and blew up his whole house. But one of them was recording it. And so 
they then had to go back on the video and then rebuild his house based on the, the video footage they had of setting up this trap. About a week later, he logged back onto the server and then blew off his own house. And he was like, what the? Who did this? Since then, modded Minecraft as well. It's a really different game. It adds so much to it. And the mods are continuously being updated and changed. Really, really fun. What's yours? Uncharted 2. <laughs> no surprises there. I've never played Uncharted 2. I should really play it. You've already played Uncharted 3, so you have an idea. Yeah, but Uncharted 2 people seem to particularly like, or is it just because at the time it was so good? I mean, is it a game that was amazing for its time, but doesn't hold up as well today? Or is it just full stop amazing? Can't tell you. It'd be unfair. I have play- I played it in 2009. Played through it twice. I don't do that. My time's too precious, usually. Was it still that precious in 2009? Probably not. I played COD as well. <laughs> I was just reckless. Yeah, they need to make a film like that. Like what? Uncharted? Yeah. I can see why Indiana Jones works. Indiana Jones basically is Uncharted, or Uncharted basically is Indiana Jones, isn't it? Yeah, but they need to make more Indiana Jones. They are making more Indiana Jones, just not with Harrison Ford, because he's like a decrepit mummy. He's not. Have you not seen the Blade Runner trailer? Yeah, I know, I'm being unfair. He looks fine, he looks healthy. He was terrible in Ender's Game. Have you read Ender's Game? Not read it, no. Have you seen Ender's Game? A large chunk of it. Can I say that? I remember I read Ender's Game when I was like 10 or something, maybe less. And it had like a really like transformative impact on me, probably in a bad way, as in like win at all costs. Yeah, it's probably not the lesson I was meant to learn from that book. Massive sacrifices. Massive sacrifices of others. Ha 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 ha. The film, though, very disappointing. I remember really wanted them to make a film of Ender's Game. The actual film, kind of meh. And also, in the end, obviously, Orson Scott Card has become quite controversial because he's terrible bigot. Too bad. Where was I going with this? Harrison Ford. And as old Han Solo as well. Mm, not sure about that. Is this ageist? Is this ageist? Yes. No, no, no. Maybe. I don't know. I shouldn't be mean. Age catches up with us all more quickly than I'd like. How come Chewbacca's so hale and hearty? It's because they can put a younger actor in that furry suit. No, because they live to 10,000. Do they? Yeah. Do they? I don't know. <laughs> Do I know? It's expanded universe bullcrap. All right, all right. I guess that was it. That's it. That's our lot. So... We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. You can find us on Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. And Reddit. Slash r slash Lost Levels Club. You will find Mike Crushing Fools on Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. And we're on YouTube. Link in the show notes or search for Lost Levels Club. What are you grateful for? I don't know why I'm always surprised by this question. <laughs> I'm grateful that I'm no longer ill. I've been ill for like a month. I had this terrible cough and just been generally unhealthy for ages. Maybe I did catch it from you. You said you were 
What did you say? What What's your adjective that you gave yourself? What indestructible? Indestructible. You were like, "Oh, sorry, I made you." I was like, "No, I'm indestructible." That was all just big talk. I felt awful. I felt awful for the past month. Thanks a lot, Ting. That's what you get for your big talk and the. <laughs> <laughs> you get your big talk and hash winning. Yeah, I felt dreadful. Oh. So Michael says bye. Bye.